0: I really look at the remarketing as my opportunity to actually put myself in front. They're going to actually meet me. They're going to learn about me. They're going to learn about my business. They're going to learn about what I know. And and that's kind of key. Like, it really doesn't matter what business you're in.
1: Welcome to Building Bigfoot. The podcast to growing your business profitably. I'm really excited today. I got Troy, Max, Stephen Whiting joining me. So uh, Troy obviously has got a huge, tremendous background when it comes to Facebook ads, product, and uh, really leading uh, the industry in in building very powerful uh, products. And then Steve is also the co-CEO of Street Text, founder, and has got a brilliant mind when it comes to strategically thinking and aligning marketing with what your business outcome goals are. And uh, So without further ado, I'm excited about today because we're going to be diving into remarketing. We're going to be diving into how you can implement profitable remarketing strategies to massively grow your business and maximize your ROI on your advertising spend. It really is the biggest, most uh, untapped potential that a lot of people have actually put themselves in a great position to uh, to get results from, but aren't implementing or maybe haven't understood exactly how they can do it so we're going to dive into we're going to break it all down today and so without further ado troy how about we kickstart with you and maybe give us a quick high-level overview of why remarketing is powerful and how to think about it in in really the most simplistic uh in way
0: the best way i like to position it is a lot of people are used to lead generation right they're running ads they're trying to get new customers they're trying to generate a bunch of leads and now that you have all these leads, you have this like big database and you want to mine that database. So the bigger thing is how do you stay relevant and in front of them? And you're constantly reminding them that, Hey, I'm here for business. And one of the ways of doing that is with remarketing. It's by using ads to remind them that, Hey, I'm still here. This is warming them up on an ongoing basis. So one of the best ways I can describe it is that your remarketing ads are billboard on the highway and anybody in your database, every time they get in their car, Facebook, for instance, and they cruise down the highway, which is their newsfeed, they're going to see your billboard, right? So every day, every day that they cruise by there's, you know, if it's Steven, it's like, Oh, there's Steven again. Oh, there's Steven again. Oh, there's Steven again. Right? So they're just being reminded constantly that you're there, right? So they might have clicked on one of your ads. You might have captured their info, um, but they don't know you, right? Now you're constantly reminding them, hey, this is me. Hey, this is me without you know having to go anywhere else, without having to be you know very subtly right exactly where they're already at. So that's one of the things that's really, really, really powerful about it. And so one of the better ways I can explain it.
1: Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And what's really cool about remarketing as well is that like a billboard, you're being seen in that repetitive. But rather than just being seen on one road or one highway, you're being seen wherever somebody logs in from. So the beautiful thing with Facebook, Instagram, and the audience network is that they really are ubiquitous. They're, they're on everybody's devices. Everybody's logging to them every single day. And the powerful thing is that you don't have to be famous to every single person, but you need to be e- famous to every single person that has um, discovered you, clicked on your website, seen one of your ads in the past those are the people that you can pull in. And all of a sudden you've now got the ability to build this great rapport and trust so that you literally have uh, established a connection with them where they've already decided they wanna work with you and do business with you uh, without ever having met them, simply because they've seen your videos, they've followed your content, they've got value, and you've created this runway of trust building uh, that massively changes the game when it comes to who are they gonna work with in their business. So, Steve, I'm curious, like, what makes remarketing so cost effective? So, and
2: just to answer that question, I kind of want to expand. I really like how Troy described remarketing. And, you know, it's that billboard you're driving down, except in this, in this, you know, you're driving down the digital highway, right? You know, all, but to kind of think of it another way, too, is that all the value in the leads is always in speaking to the leads in some manner or form, right? Like, so when we're, we're not talking about e-commerce you know where it's you know you're shopping and the shoes are chasing you around because you visited a website and now you're gonna buy them. We're talking about remarketing really which that which that is remarketing, but we're really talking about it more from like the uh, the service professional or that business that's running ads, uh that they may be trying to get, you know, it could be a software company like us looking to get trials on their website, people to use the product. It could be for you know roofers looking to get jobs. Uh, you know for people to like maybe book a roof inspection. It could be for anything: dentists, doctors, right? Like any kind of marketing you're ever running, and you want you have this database that's growing, um, and you want to remarket to them. But the value is always in the is in the lead and speaking to the lead. So for instance, you know if I've generated, we'll talk about real estate agents. So if a real estate agent generates this lead or this opportunity, and it just sits in their database, there's very little value in that lead. You know, you 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 went to the effort to, to to find them, to reach out to them with your some of your initial marketing, you know, and that initial marketing worked and you got them into your database, awesome. But that's often where for a lot of a lot of businesses, they, they kind of that's as far as they go. Where they know, and everybody knows, you know, now it's about calling those leads. It's about you know emailing those leads. Every time you email them, even if you feel like they're not responding, if they're reading it, you, you've got this, you know, you're moving top of mind, you're indoctrinating them, if you will, in the sense of like, maybe you're sharing your values or why they should start to trust you, you know, et cetera. Um, maybe you're texting them and the texting is beginning to have that relationship. Maybe you're making offers or inviting them to, you know, to whatever, right? And remarketing is exactly that. It, it is the ability to communicate with the lead on an ongoing basis. But what's really cool about it is it's a different way of communicating than those other mediums. You're able to communicate enormous value. You can communicate it visually right where they are. And, and, it, and it can be on any device it can be on their cell phone. It can be on the computer it can be on their iPad. It can be on the TV, right? There's all these different places that you're able to communicate. And when we, as we will in this podcast, we'll dive into it. There's so many different strategies. It, you with remarketing that can be very, very, um, I guess, detailed and really to where the person's at in their journey with your product. That's even more so, that would probably be the most similar to almost like an email campaign. And so I I kind of back to your, I don't don't even know how you'd necessarily ask the question if I answered it, but I think that's where a lot of the value is in remarketing is, is that you've got this person in your database, don't let them sit there. You know, now it's about working them. And remarketing is actually easier than a lot of the email to calling and texting. I mean, calling being the hardest, right? It's always the hardest. Uh, texting being a little less hard, emailing being a little less hard. Remarketing is actually the easiest out of all of them. and can be just as powerful.
1: Yeah, no, I, that that is, I love that. That makes so much sense. So the question was really about cost-effective, what makes remarketing cost-effective? But you you touched on something there, which I want to get into in a second here. But let's let's dive into um, like what, so so everything you just explained and painted out. I think it actually does give a lot of context. And I would add to this is really. Well, we're talking about anybody that's looking to get a customer or a client and so that really touches on the spectrum of industries you've got everything from um you know companies that uh, that are they're that meeting customers online to companies that are brick and mortar meeting customers but they the digital marketing channel for remarketing is literally game-changing and it can be game-changing for the business can i can i so
2: can i answer your original question then on the cost effectiveness just this is another way to think about it because you know, and this is just like the way my math brain works from a cost effective standpoint. But, you know, let's just say you've spent $10 to generate this lead. When you're going to run remarketing, you are going to be increasing that cost. But if you think about it, you're increasing that cost marginally because you already know who they are. So when you're targeting them now on any of your ads or anything that you're creating, you don't have to go and find them. You already have them so you can market to them. Uh, But there is an increased cost, but let's compare that now. So let's, if you think about, uh, let's say I was going to, you know, you're a business and you like to do a lot of direct mail. Well, direct mail, you know who that person is, but that's quite expensive to reach out to them on an ongoing basis. You know, remarketing is going to be pennies compared to multiple dollars spent, you know, on these campaigns. You know, if you even want to compare it to getting a, you know, hiring somebody that's going to reach out or make calls or text messages or a service that's going to follow up with your leads, Again, that's very, you should do it. It's, it's, you need to do those things. But again, if you compare remarketing against those costs, incredibly inexpensive to get the, to get the message out on what you want to share with them. And even email, you know, email again is also uh, incredibly effective and super powerful, probably the cheapest out of all the mediums. The difference though is email is you only get a percentage of people that are going to open. I, it, everybody knows that. It might, if you can get 15 or 20% of people to open, your, message, your emails, you're doing really good. Typically, it's less than that. Where remarketing is, is pennies and you're going to get to everybody that's on there. That's how we got them in the first place, you know, through digital ads. Now we're remarketing through digital ads. So so you are increasing your cost a little bit, but if you think about it, it's it's almost like it's the necessary cost to, to really unlock a lot of the value. And it's so inexpensive compared to all of the other channels to unlock that value. So Hopefully that answers that question on you know on the cost effectiveness of
1: remarketing. That's a really good way of explaining it. Thinking about it more from like what are the comparables, but even if you are running an email marketing list, every single person on there, you should be putting them in a in a remarketing campaign because you can run remarketing ads, and we'll talk about the strategy how to do this for as little as like a dollar or two a day, and the reason for that is that if you create a campaign and you're trying to get out there in front of people let's say it's an AdWords campaign you're going to be spending per click so you might be spending upwards of 30 40 dollars a click and the problem is, is that's really expensive because you're competing against everybody else to try to attract this audience or you're, you're going to be on Facebook and you say okay well I need to reach 100,000 people or 400,000 people again your money is going a lot further I mean so your money's going a lot um less far because you're trying to get a much wider audience. And so it's a lot less deep of a, of a relationship. Whereas if you have an audience already, let's say of a thousand people or 10,000 people, 100,000 people, you've already got the audience. And so it's really, really inexpensive to then show ads to the audience that you already have. You don't have to go and build an audience, you have an audience. And now it's about making sure that you're really um, benefiting and, and, and creating as many relationships or customers from that audience as possible. So the power of remarketing is insane. If, when people get it, when when it makes sense, they're like, okay, it's super inexpensive. The value is great. The ROI is insane. It's cheaper than like way cheaper than than running postcards, compliments email marketing. And it goes from there. But there was something you said, which I think is worth double diving into, Steve, which is uh, double clicking on, is you said indoctrination. And I feel like that's a word that for me, I always feel a little bit uncomfortable whenever I hear that. But I've heard more than one person. I think I've heard Darren Hardy talk like that. I've heard uh, Russell Branson talk like that. Explain what you mean by indoctrination like like what what do you um, what are you saying there? Well
2: when you're starting a cult right and you want to begin <laughs> just, uh, you know there's a lot of hypnotism that's involved, and so that's really where' I'm, I'm just joking uh, so I, that yeah that word that word even as I say it, it's got you know it, it sounds funny to me too as i as I say it but but I, I I'm trying to think of another way to say it from a marketing standpoint that that is as good a word as that maybe you guys will come up with it. Uh, on the call. But it's really the the ability to pull somebody into your message, into your where you're you know you're trying to take them. So for example, at the end of the day, every business has a solution. Right? They have a solution to a problem. And you wanna you wanna really show that this particular customer that really maybe doesn't know much about you or your business or your serving or your offering service or offerings or whatever it is. That you're the right business to choose. You're the right one to solve that solution. And so you need to understand their problem, but also begin to lead them in that direction. And at the same time, really put, you know, make yourself the expert. And on the digital marketing, there's so many good examples of that, of people that have done an incredible job where they just, they are become the expert on that. And they do it by, you know, I, 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 indoctrinating is a word, but it's like you know you're 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 putting your message constantly in front of this particular person and and of why they need to pay attention to it, right, on an ongoing basis. And so, I guess that's the best way. Of, I mean, maybe you guys can expand on that and, and add it. Um, I just a little aside to that, though, uh, c- because when we talked about the power of remarketing, the cost effectiveness, and then also the other channels, one thing that we can dive we can come back to on this, but I think it ties into the indoctrination a little bit, is that. Remarketing is also a powerful assist on all of your other channels. So if you're going to be calling your leads and reaching out, wouldn't you rather that you had been getting your message out to them already in the meantime and that they were already listening to your voice or watching videos about you or your company or saw some reviews and again, it doesn't have to be the word indoctrinating, but it, you know, like the, like there's a trust factor that's gone up. They, they begin to believe in you, right? Like they're believing what you're saying in your message. So by the time you call or reach out, there's more of a connection there. If you're emailing and you've got an email campaign you're sending, why not also be running remarketing ads to, to coincide with the message, right? And there could even be video in there. It could be static, whatever it is, but it, it's supporting if you're texting it the same thing like it, it, it really is a very supporting um, message and so yeah so I, maybe you guys expand on that trend what do you think of when you think of of that
0: you're reminding me of a of a statistic so only two percent of people will do business with somebody they have first they have just met right so if this was the, our first time meeting I have like you would have like a two percent chance that I'm actually going to have some form of transaction.
1: Maybe, maybe put some context around. Like, so where are you meeting this person? Like, you mean at a coffee shop, or do you mean like at a business appointment?
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's usually like a face-to-face, like meetup. I'm seeing you, or maybe maybe it's a Zoom call or or something like that. Right. So now take that back one step. If you run an ad and you acquire a brand new lead, somebody, you know, they don't know you. They actually haven't even met you yet. So you can imagine your uh, chance of actually having a transaction with that person is going to be even lower than 2%. So I look at, I, I really look at the the remarketing as my opportunity to actually put myself in front or indoctrinate them, if you want that they're going to actually meet me. They're going to learn about me. They're going to learn about my business. They're going to learn about what I know. Um, so, and, and that's kind of key. Like it really doesn't matter what business you're in, right? If, if I'm looking, if I need my roof re shingled, right? I mean, you're not necessarily going to go to the yellow pages or do a quick Google search and just go with the first person that pops up, right? You're usually going to do a little bit more research. You're going to ask friends. You're going to do all these things. So now, if somebody's on, you know, online and they see an advertisement for a roofing company, like, and they're maybe offering some sort of info or a free quote or whatever right i'm going to click on that sure i'm interested but now i still don't know anything about that roofing company are they going to do a good job what what makes them different what kind of shingles do they use what you know what is their method what is their you know what are the reviews what be all of those things so if i can then be in front of them in a way for, on the same place that i you know, that I I first captured that person. So that person came to me via Facebook. If I can be in front of them on Facebook with the, all of that information, I'm going to slowly over time, as you said, indoctrinate them. I'm going to teach them. I'm going to show them why I'm a good option. Um, I also look at it too is I don't know when somebody is ready to transact. Right? So it, it could be, Immediately it could be, you know, maybe they just had this idea. They were talking to their wife the night before, you know, whatever it is, but you want to be there when they are ready because now they're on a journey. They're on a decision-making journey. So at some point they're going to decide to transact and you want to be in front of them through that journey. Absolutely. Right. So you can actually guide them in that decision-making process but you absolutely want to be right in front of them when they are ready, because you want to remind them that here, yes, I'm here, right? So you have that ability to, to do that with you know, further information, taking it to the next step. And I mean, that's where we can talk about like some of those strategies, because it gets really cool um, with those, right? So because you can actually start to, to figure out maybe a little bit where they're at in that journey. And, and now kind of like meeting them where they're at, but definitely being in front of them on a consistent basis, them seeing you, them learning, them knowing um, is is huge. And that takes you now to, okay, now they've met you. Now they know a whole lot more about you. And that's the biggest key is people will do business with those they know, like, and trust. And building that is the biggest thing you can do.
1: Yeah, that makes ton of sense. So. Like what I'm seeing is is campaigns that are really uh, informational and maybe a little bit fun because like using the example, I think of the roof is a really good one because if I'm thinking about getting a roof, I don't know anything at first, right? So I might be thinking, okay, what's the cheapest option? What's the, the option that has the best Google reviews if I'm doing searching online? And that's it. That's literally where it's going to end. But if I start getting remarketing and say I'm like, say I'm three months out from getting my roof done, maybe it's next year, I'm I'm kind of on this planning journey. And I start getting videos from this roofer, who starts showing up and it's this friendly person who's on the roof, maybe there's a video of them showing them some techniques about how to lay roofing tiles that really matters because it's, it's going to make a huge difference from wind, it's going to make a difference from the way the wind falls. Maybe they're talking about gutters. And there's a there's a gutter install, um thing that you know many roofers get wrong but you just you just never would know about that right by the time i'm done watching these campaigns of this person i've already made up my mind that when the time is right I'm using this company irregardless of all the other stuff because of the fact that i have trusted them and i'm actually gonna be if i do interview other roofers i'm gonna be like asking them like how do you lay your tile like how do you how do you lay your uh shingles how do you um, how do you install the gutters? Because I'll be curious, like, what are the techniques that they're implementing and are they up to the standards that I know this other roofer is doing? They, they obviously are, are world-class. And I think that's where, um, remarketing is, is truly, um, truly impactful for, for developing and, and cultivating that level of, of, uh, uh, trust and expertise with the, you know, potential customer. So, uh, Troy and then Steve, maybe like, what would be some strategies that you guys are seeing that, that's working really well right now on the remarketing side?
0: Um, well, <laughs> strategies really comes in, in place. Like one of the things that I love is depending on what kind of ad that you're going to run. Right. So, um, I, I love video ads. Video ads are, are really great because they, they, they put your face in front of somebody. Right. And, and I was actually even thinking when you're talking about the roofer, you know, let's say I have a video and they're up on the roof. I'm like, man, that would be actually awesome to actually see like a video ad of a roofing company actually having fun on the roof or doing something funny. Y- you know what I mean? Like, cause uh, you know, you know, here's the wrong way to install them and you can make it humorous and enter- entertaining. Right. And you go, okay, these guys, these are the guys that actually like on my roof. Right. Because they're having fun. They're, you know, not super serious that sort of thing. But so you have that opportunity to paint that picture in front of them. Now strategies come in place. Let's say I put uh, an ad out there and it's more of like that introductory sort of thing. Hey, this is me. This is what we do, blah, blah, blah. But the powerful thing is, is in this world, we can actually track what people see. First off, if they've actually seen that ad, how much of that ad they've seen, right? So if it's a video, it's a one minute long video and they've watched 30 seconds of it. I can then start to do things where I can now run another ad to those people that have actually seen that video or to people that have seen a certain percentage of that video, right? Because now I know they've seen it. So that was like the first bit of info I wanted them to see. Okay, what's the second? What's the next step for them? Which is actually really, really cool. and And it doesn't end there too because as you... I mean, you can do things such as, let's say, you know, I have a lead and I actually gave, I had a phone call with them, right? Now I can start to set up things that, okay, I'm going to now set up some some ads that target all those people that I've actually had a conversation with. So now it's like, it's the conversation that happens after the conversation, the actual conversation. So we we talked, it's like, it's, you know, imagine now your ads are taking... That conversation to the next level for you. They're continuing that conversation, and they're and, and so that's where it gets really, really, really interesting. At least for myself, and where you can kind of be along with that person in 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 their journey. You can actually guide them along a little bit of journey of what you would like them to know, um, knowing that they've where they've been. Right. So um, that's a, I, that's where it gets really really cool.
1: Yeah, especially when you get into the segmentation and then creating ads specifically to that audience based on the stage they're in, that that's super powerful.
2: Yeah, and this is going to lead us naturally also to where some of the the challenges are and how to solve for them, and which I'm excited about getting into a little bit in the podcast. Um so just talking about some of the strategies that I've seen work or the things that I think I, I get really excited about, you know, kind of building what Troy was describing there is, you know, you, you can map out a lot of remarketing to your ideal sales process and you can leverage remarketing really as a lot of your objection handling and, or kind of like ability to, uh, place into people's minds, uh, things that they should be considering. And the roofing is a great example. So, you know, It could be, for instance, you know, I've run all these different kinds of marketing or ads, or people came to my website to check me out, or maybe they clicked on a Google link. It doesn't really matter. But now they're a part of my database, they're part of my ecosystem. And so I know that, let's just say my typical sales process is like, um, you know, they become a lead. So that's like their lead. And then the next stage of their journey is maybe I want them to, you know, to book up an appointment, as an example. And then after they book an appointment, I want them to, um, they're going to get a quote. And then after they get a quote, you know, we're going to do the, we're going to do the, we're going to do business together. And now they're a past client or they, they but that's still a really good client. They could be a, uh, someone that'll leave a positive review and there'll be somebody that's going to refer your business. So let's just think through that, through that for a minute. Then that's already your sales process, whether, you know, you've mapped it out in your, you know, if you think about it as a business owner, you have some sort of process like that, or sales motion like that. And if you have a sales team, or if you have, um, you know, some sort of you know team, however, they're going through a similar process through either your CRM or whatnot. And the remarketing can be connected to all of that. And so let's just go back up to the top. They become a lead, or they saw some of your initial marketing, or came to your website, or whatever else. Your first goal now. Is you want them to book that appointment? Let's say that's your first goal. So you so really remarketing in addition to any of your email that you're doing or calling or however you want to work that lead or help hopefully get them to that stage. You can re- really leverage a bunch of video content. It could be um, you know it could be blog articles that you're linking to in your remarketing. It could be a whole bunch of different stuff. But you're you're creating this layer and you're surrounding people in that stage. With all of this incredible content, with one objective, which is really to get them to book that appointment. So you're building that trust, you get in the book that appointment and they book it. And the moment they book that appointment at that particular point, now you could, you could, you already know like what are some of the objections people have before they get a quote, or maybe what are some of their concerns or questions that they commonly ask. You could turn off that, those ads that they previously saw, and now you could begin to show them new content that's really about that quote. About getting them to that particular stage, and so and maybe that's a few days you're running those ads before a person even shows up at your house to give you a quote, but they've already been seeing some of this different content now, and so by the time you get to that stage and they ask for the quote you know you've 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 handled a lot of that right and and now that they they they've got the quote and you know you're going to do that job for them, you could show them other content, maybe about whatever you want, but it's it's just something to maybe look forward to what the process looks like or, you know, right. And then they, they're a client and they're a past client. um, Maybe you now want to show them remarketing content periodically, just about maybe you have a special offer that you offer your past clients if they refer business, or maybe you just want to periodically from time to time just show them some of the other big jobs you're working on, right. Or, or whatever it may be. Or if you've got any other service, that's maybe, uh, like a partnership or a cross-sell, you could market some of those services to that audience. And so those are the strategies, you know, as an example, if you're thinking about it, if you're listening to this podcast, you can think about in your own business, which is, you know, what's the sales motion look like in my business? And what kind of content can I create at each layer of that sales motion that can assist? And then also, uh, yeah, well, I guess maybe closing on that would be, once it's in place, you can pick and choose and change some of the stuff out, but largely it's set and it's going to run automatically for you as people meet the, that different criteria, which is really powerful because you've, you've seriously given a pretty big lift. And, and how many other companies are doing that? How many other companies have thought about it that way and actually built content and are running it in that way? I don't think many of your competitors are doing that. And I think that's the power when you understand, because most people look at remarketing, and they think, oh, it's far too complex. Even as you listen to what I'm saying right now, I've got some good news for you. I think we'll talk about that a little bit, but it's less complex than you think if it's set up right.
1: Yeah. So, so some of the challenges and this, maybe you've experienced this already is that with Facebook advertising, let's say you want to set up a remarketing campaign. Um, There's not a lot of options around creating this type of uh, strategy, like what Steve just explained and what Troy is talking about, which is, yes, I can create a, um, you know, a campaign with ad sets and inside those ad sets, I can have ads and I can pick audiences that I show those to, but unless I'm going in there manually making adjustments, um, I can't actually create a journey that people will see. And I definitely can't. Automatically pull people from one audience to another. That's a lot of work. It would be, it'd be a ton of work. I'd have to go to my CSV or my my CRM, figure out what stages they're in, tag them, download it. You know, create cost. It would be a lot of work. And then the biggest challenge, of course, is going to be Facebook has, um, has a different objective around what they're trying to do when they're showing ads. And so there, if you have a bunch of ads in an ad set, they're always going to prefer one of those ads over all the others. And the problem is, is that that's great if you're trying to track cold traffic because you're in front of a big audience and Facebook itself is constantly trying to figure out who's who, they're, who they want to get into. And it's, so the audience itself is changing. But if you're remarketing, if you're retargeting a specific audience of a thousand people or a uh, hundred people or 10,000 people, you want to keep that content fresh. And the problem is, is that if Facebook applies its algorithm to it, people will only ever see one ad and it's true as well. And the fact like uh, I actually just ran an experiment myself about a month ago where I created an iOS only audience and an Android only audience. And I was shocked because they were separate uh, ad sets, each with like multiple ads. And I was just curious to see how Facebook is, is going to be optimizing it now. And it literally put all the budget to one ad set, one ad and it eliminated the um, the iOS audience, even though the iOS audience was getting clicks for three cents. The Android audience was more expensive. And so Facebook wasn't even doing what it should have been doing, which is optimizing for the audience that was getting the best result. And uh, and so this is some of the challenges of, of running the campaigns um, directly through Facebook that it requires like, a lot of expertise. And it requires a lot of um, just daily, uh, it's the daily grind. And, 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 you know, that's the thing, the last thing you want to do is get like kind of pulled into the ad manager fatigue, because now, you know, you want to be meeting new customers, you want to have this, this funnel that is that is doing a really good job of, uh, of, uh, you know, communicating value and, and building that trust. And that's where you want to be spending your time is building those relationships or designing really cool ads. And so Troy, why don't we dive a little bit into some, maybe some of the challenges, but also how can we do this just way better? Um,
0: <laughs> there's so many things. Uh, where do you start? Um, the biggest, I think the one thing you touched on was the, the audience, right? So moving, um, maintaining your audiences, right? That, that can be a, a, a massive nightmare right so for those of you don't know your audience is the people that you want to target with a very specific audit. um and we talked about like people moving through a sales process for instance right so they're here they're now here how do i go and so they represent an audience that's initially here and then they represent you know now they move to the next stage in the sales process they're now in this new audience so to maintain them on facebook is not fun Right. So you're going to have to do that manually. You're going to have to upload that list. You have to change that list. Anytime that list changes, you have to go in there and manually maintain that. Now, with the system that we have, as you just mark those people in that sales process, that just automatically gets done for you. You don't have to go into Facebook. You don't have to go in there and manage that and have to worry about it. Those audiences are updating, you know, basically almost like real time. Right. So you could actually move, say, uh, we've talked about, okay, well, I had a phone call for conversation with somebody, right? So I'll mark them that I've had a phone conversation, boom, they're now into my phone conversation audience. And they're immediately going to start seeing the ads that I want them to see. So, you know, basically, as soon as they hang up that call, if they went and jumped onto Facebook, now they're seeing something that is what I want them to see after that call. So, that's the great thing of that is once you kind of map that out and you set that up, that just automatically gets done for you and you're now in a set it and forget it kind of thing, which is, you know, which is really great. But otherwise you'd, it wouldn't be set up and forget it. You'd have to, you know, daily go in and update your, your audiences, which is, you know, nobody wants to do that on a daily basis. You don't want to be spending all your time doing that. You do want to be talking with your customers.
1: Yeah. No, that, um, that's exactly it. Now with your, so, so I guess the question I'm going to ask now is really maybe put it more into Steve's court. Like how can this be done like way better and what's the vision behind it?
2: Yeah. And, and you know, I should be stealing some words that, you know, we've talked about in the past from you <clears throat> a little bit on this, but when you're I'm sure when you listen to this podcast as a business owner or a marketer, you actually really enjoy thinking about the journey the customer is going to take. And you actually enjoy thinking about the creative you want to take, you want to create, even if sometimes it takes some work to, to make the creative. You, you get excited about what the end result will mean. You get excited about people seeing your content. You get excited about seeing the results of the content. And, uh, and, and so, you, so you're actually, you're for that. You're excited for that. Or if you're hired by a company to create that kind of content, uh, as a marketer, you're excited about that. Where you get hung up, or probably what you don't enjoy doing, is managing the minutia or the tedious tasks that that are required to really make it work effectively. Um, And a great example is what Troy just brought up, and we can dive into a few more. And uh, I think we can talk about on this podcast some solutions you can try to set up on your own. Or some of the things that you know we've worked hard to also you know we re- a lot of that those those things but you know troy mentioned the audience management and i remember john you and i were on a call we were actually on a call with a um a fairly good ad buyer uh and this particular ad buyer works for a number of um companies but fairly large companies and we were talking about remarketing and he himself actually hadn't really thought about one of the reasons that one of the struggles that he has when it comes to remarketing ads you know, we were talking, we were bouncing it back and forth and chatting about it. And he was really liking the tool. And then he just said, wow, the fact that you guys have all of this connected to a, my CRM or to this customer CRM, and that when audiences are changing, that's powerful. I think I will create more remarketing ads. He even used these words. He said, I think in the back of my mind, one of the reasons or one of the things that I get hung up with, like Troy was describing, is the management of my database and where people are at in these different stages is so cumbersome right now on Facebook that, you know, that you have good intentions to do it, but you're not going to maintain it or update it. And so you might, you might do the work of going in and segmenting your list of where they're at, you know, pulling in these multiple CSVs into Facebook to create custom audiences. And you're like, yes, they're all there. And you go and you create all this creative but literally within probably a 24 to 48-hour period, they're outdated. And you, you say to yourself, you know what, I will set a reminder in my calendar in a week or a month to update that and pull it all. But guess what you don't do when you hit that? You don't really want to do it again or you start. And that just becomes one of the, you know, one of the stumbling blocks that begin to, I think, eat away at the whole process and strategy. And remember, keep in mind, this is what a lot of your competitors are dealing with too, or anybody that's running these kinds of this market. And this is, I think, where the excitement of the whole thing starts to run into the reality of some of the, like the small tasks. And unless you're a, you know, a pretty sophisticated agency and you're charging a fair bit of money for your client and the client's like, oh, I'm glad you're doing this because I don't want to do it. Um, you know, you can keep that process rolling. And so, I mean, that's one example. I mean, we can go on and on and on. I mean, we... oh, I, I just, okay, okay. I'll,
1: I'll jump into that for a second because you Troy spoke on it, you touched on it. I think it's just so funny. Like uh it reminds me of that quote, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, which which makes me just laugh. But the uh the, the point is is that one of the things that we solved right away, which is so important, is that we, we tied the CRM directly into street tech so we can sync it automatically with your Facebook audience, not just by, um, this, like as is like a whole audience, but either through the stage that the person is in, in your pipeline, in your, in your sales, uh, process. Uh, but also you can create custom tags. You can create custom, um, filters on those audiences. So you can, have those audiences automatically created on Facebook. But not just that, we're doing a two-way sync that's automatically keeping all your contacts in your CRM up to date with all your audiences on Facebook automatically, instantaneously. So if you go to your CRM and you make a change, their people are moving from one audience to the next. And that's really the first most important key is that you can now have segmentation-based Facebook audiences, which literally... Uh, before we, we invented this, like you couldn't do, like, there's just no way to do it. It's not possible. And so um, not without a, a ton of work and nobody was like, even the like best ad buyers, they're just not going to do that because it would just be way too much work. And so even though this incredible strategy is available, the amount of work that actually get it done. And so, um, so keep going, Steve, because keep sharing a little bit, maybe more in like the direction of the vision and also, okay, wh- what, what, what can people now do on the remarketing side um, that literally wasn't even possible um, just a few months ago? I do want to just add a little bit of caveat. It, it is possible. I mean, sure we.
2: It's just it, it. It's an enormous amount of work. Like you, you would have to use multiple tools to try to do it. So I just want to add that it's not that it's impossible, um, but it would but it would require quite a bit of work. And so it's just the fact that it's really simplified and made really smart. Like the average marketer isn't going to go to that much work. And even then you're going to have to still maintain those connections just to make sure that they're all working correctly. Um, but you know, but it it could be done and there's many, many challenges in your marketing, but if we just go back through the the scenario of remarketing again, is this like, it's this powerful thing. I think everybody listening to this knows that they want it and they should do it. Uh, and you should have it linked to your sales motion or to something. I mean, even if it was simple, it was just a simple, um, you know, I want to remarket to everybody in my database. And I want to make sure that if people are coming into my database, that they're constantly being remarketed to. It. If they're leaving my database, you know, they're not or whatever else. Because, I, 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 you know, some people or even a segment of your database, like John was describing, that's that you actually really care about remarketing remark- to. And so that's the power. So instead of remarketing to everybody now, you're actually spending money on the people that matter most to you now comes one of the next big challenges with remarketing and that is is that i'm sure everybody thinks about it um some of those people are going to stay in a stage for quite a long time right some people in your business may not be a buyer of your service for 3 months 6 months maybe a year maybe even 2 years right but you they, they will But at some point, they're going to become a buyer if it was done right. The challenge is, is do you show the same ad to that person over and over and over and over again, like the same ad? Or do you launch uh, 50 ads and show all 50 ads to them over and over and all at the same time, right? And then the other challenge is is that if you think about that, you're like, okay, well, probably 50 ads is better than one ad because I've only shown one ad. I'm going to, this sounds a little bit less set and forgetting and a little bit more work on my part. I have to probably turn one on, turn one off, you know, and so forth. But if I send 50 ads, that's great because now I don't have to come in and manage that. But each one of those ads require budget. I mean, spending all this money on Facebook or Instagram or whatever else I'm running, you know, do I really want 50 ads out there? And so the next problem that we really solved, and I'll tell you how you could do it. You could try to do it on your own. So but it would be very complex is we solved ad rotation. And so when you can create a bundle of ads and, you know, Troy is really the expert on this, but I'll I'll, I'll, I'll steal some of the thunder and talk about it, but you can create a bundle of ads that link to a specific audience. You know, so if you think of sales motion again, people that are maybe in that quote stage and you could have 50 ads in there. If you want, you could have a hundred ads in there. You could have as many ads as you want, but the system will automatically rotate through those ads and so you could have, uh, you know, an ad turn on and maybe I want in one day, I want that ad to turn off and another ad to turn on. Maybe I want it to happen weekly. Maybe I want it to happen monthly. Maybe I want to throw, and this is a part of the strategy side, a specific call to action in periodically within those rotating ads. So that let's say every four weeks, I'm putting a pretty good strong call to action out there. Like let's get you to that next stage in my, in the sales motion. If you don't take action on it, no problem. We'll rotate that one out and we're going to just continue to educate you in that stage. That's really the power of the ad bundles. And as John said, we're the only one doing it. We're the only one doing it uh, the way we've ever seen. I, I, in fact, I've seen nobody else even come close to it. That being said, if you really wanted to, which I consider myself a pretty good ad buyer and a pretty good Facebook. I mean, we've been, I've been on Facebook since day one. I know the platform inside and out. I would never do this. But uh, you could create a million rules in Facebook. Facebook has this rule section. And you could try to create a whole complex set of rules to try to rotate your ads. But I will assure you now, not only is that complex, tedious, uh, doesn't always work as expected because uh, it's, just, it's just not intuitive. And then you've got all the other challenges that John mentioned, which is like the way you set up your campaigns is going to have impact on the rules as well. So Facebook will decide how it's going to show the ad budget. I just wanted to preface that for any like sophisticated marketer listening to this podcast,
1: it could be done. But the only way you'd you'd be able to do it is you'd have to have like one campaign and one ad set to one ad. And then each of those are going to have to have each ad set is going to have their own custom audiences that you're going to have to then make sure all in sync. And the rule, like, just imagine trying to add another ad to the the group, you'd have to go change the rules. but it It would take a
2: lot of time to build out each rule. I think we run into the same thing we were talking about with the audience thinking, which is that even if you went to all the effort to do it, if you want to make a change to it, it's unlikely you will remember everything you did and how it worked. And it will become once again, the stumbling block to make the whole process begin to fall apart. And why invest all this time? only to eventually it just kind of go to zero, right? And so I think that's also why it's such an important update that we made.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of laugh. I'm, I'm laughing to myself. Yeah, I'm, I think the all in this, it's like, I, I just imagine this scenario. I'm like, great, I'm going to run 50 ads and I'm going to do exactly that, right? Which is great. You should do it, right? Keep it fresh in front of that audience. They're seeing something new. You never know what ad's actually going to be the thing that really hooks them. What What is it that they want to see? Which is actually the really good part about having a whole bunch of ads in front of me. So it's not the one I was actually even thinking about, it was just going through my head. I was like, Oh, it'd be like having a playlist playlist of one, of one song and it just keeps playing the same song over and over and over again. But, um, but now I make a, a playlist that has multiple songs and it stays, you know, kind of fresh in front of me. But imagine I did that, you got like 50 ads in there and I could go through and I could create rules. But, okay, that's complicated, and I don't really understand how to get all those rules working. Or, I can, you know, I'm just going to set a reminder in my calendar to every day, go in, turn an ad off, turn the next one on. Except now I'm going to have to remember which one, which sequence that was in, and have I done that before, and what was going on in there. And then something comes up, and I forget to do it. So now the sequence is out right or you, you, any number of things can actually happen and then eventually after doing that a couple of times that gets tedious and you're just like I don't I don't really need to do that right and then what ends up happening is you just have one ad running and nothing ever happens so it's not fresh for the audience it's you know so it's definitely it's something that's really powerful to do um but it it does require a lot of work and um, and a lot of dedication to actually uh, to, to do that
1: Yeah, it it would be um, time consuming to do expensive to hire out. And it's just the, the thought of it just hurts, hurts the brain. And I think that the, the key here, though, is kind of what you said earlier, Steve, which is, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely you are here because you love the idea of meeting more customers. You love the idea of building relationships, and you actually do love the idea of thinking through the journey the customers are going through, and making sure that you are communicating in a way, kind of like that roofer on a roof example, where it's like you you film yourself, or you're 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 educating something, or you're being a little bit humorous, or uh, it's a combination of info information and entertainment. So it's like fun and info, and uh, and and you love the idea of creating this campaign. And the best part is. It's then it's set and forget because now you've created it for a stage and you've put in your 50 ads, you've put all that work into creating the content. And I think one of the saddest things on uh, social media is like when content goes to die. So you, you've, you put all this time and effort into creating a video, you publish it to YouTube, you publish it to Instagram, you publish it to your Facebook page. Maybe you share it in a couple groups and you just watch it as it's like, maybe there's like one day or two days where you got a few views and then it just disappears into the ether. And what's beautiful about remarketing is you can take all this really powerful content that most businesses have actually already invested in creating, take it, put it out there, put it on a campaign and actually set it up. So you now have one piece of information after another tailored in a way that's telling a story, which is really cool because you could communicate, okay, I know that people usually are starting with this question or this is a really fun way to introduce myself and my business followed by another one. A good example of this, I saw Wistia. Wistia is the the video hosting company. Um, they've been around for a long time. And they did a really, really, really fun uh, dance in their team. And they got their entire team in their office to do this big dance. And says so like, you can do some really creative ways of introducing yourself. And then once people like you, they start to pay attention to your information. And when they hear good information value, they start to trust you. And so it's really the combination of the one-two punch, the like and the trust. And plying those two things together is very, uh, again, it's, it's, it's just creating that impact that you're looking for so that they've decided that you're the business that they want to work with.
2: I just want to unpack what you said there a little bit more for anybody that's listening to this podcast too, because I think you, you said it and it'll land. I just want to expand upon it. The... The, a lot of the content like John described, it doesn't matter where you put it. It could be YouTube. It could be, you know, Facebook business page is a great example. Like John said, you post this amazing content, but only the people that were following you at that particular time would have seen it. And, and the percentage of people would only have seen it. And then that content goes to die because it's unlikely or less likely people are going to go to say your Facebook business page, scroll all the way down and go through all your content. The... The other one is like YouTube. You know, YouTube's more of a spot where people may start to consume a bunch of different content. You know, they'll, if they find you, they might go through and look at some of your other content as well. That's probably the best example of where they'll actually search some more. But even then, you know, it takes quite a bit before you go and really consume. You have to have a pretty late stage of a process before you're going to go and consume a whole bunch of somebody's content. You might just have seen a particular video once, um, but you you got to really be hooked. Email is probably the best example of where if somebody, you know, opts into your website or does something, now you're kind of like, oh, look, this person just opted in for this thing. Let's begin a sequence and we're going to start emailing people. But marketing, your digital marketing should be just the same. And as as great as it is to put content out there and keep stuff fresh, and everybody, every social media person has always told you, just keep creating this content, just keep creating, keep creating and posting and whatnot. The challenge is, is that you're missing probably one of the most powerful parts about all of that content, which is if you use it a little bit more strategically, you can keep posting it, but pull the pieces that are, that are evergreen, that really answer a particular question that you know is going to come up in your customer's mind at a particular stage. And now you can put those into bundles, link them to that stage, put a dollar behind that content when it shows, when it's needed to show, and it can live forever way more strategically. So whether you've generated a new lead and they've never seen two years of your content, they're now opting into something or they, they're in your CRM or whatever else. And they go into the stage and suddenly content that you created 24 months ago is now showing to them at the right time, right? It's, it's the right content for the right time. And it's the right price because you're only putting a dollar behind it at the right time. And it's going to rotate through and show to people. And they're like, oh, wow. But they would never have found it. And so I just wanted to unpack that a bit more because I think that, again, this is one of those little, if people thought about their content marketing a little bit differently, create, 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 keep it fresh, but think about which of those pieces should live somewhere else permanently. I actually think it'll make you more excited to create content because one of the frustrating things about creating content is you create it. And John said, you get your 12 likes on it or your 150 likes, or maybe get your 10,000 likes on it, but you know, you've seen it. It doesn't matter where you're at. It will taper off and that's it. And now that doesn't have to be the end of the story. Yeah. I've I've experienced that firsthand.
0: (laughs) That was my story. Great content. People see it, but now it's all buried. Now, what do you do with it? It's an unfortunate story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And, uh, so if, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, this is interesting. How do I learn more? Um, so you can definitely go check out streettext.com. check out the, uh, the remarketing product and, uh, there you will, you'll be able to learn a little bit more about it. Uh, if you're, if you're interested in doing a trial, um, it, the trial version of it isn't really set up for remarketing right now. Um, because this is such a new product. So, uh, you can even just email support and say, Hey, I'm interested in doing a trial of remarketing and we can book you in through, uh, that way. And, uh, but it's, it's one of those things where if you can, if you can set this up or if you're, if you're curious, just reach out, let us know. And, uh, we're more than excited to, to share this with you because it's, it is so game changing. It is so exciting. It's, I think it's the thing that even for myself, it's, you know, as a, We've been trying to do this for years and finally we can do it. And it's a very exciting time. I think it's an exciting time for digital marketing as a whole, but it's even more exciting based on the fact that we've moved really to, or we're moving towards a cookie list world. Uh, we have the analytics that just got released by Google, uh, the version, the, the whole new version. And it, we've come to a point where you really need to own your list. You need to own your list. But then once you own your list, now what are you going to do with that list? You need to get in front of them. You need to build your um, your your know, your like, and your trust. And remarketing is is truly the simplest, most effective way to do that. And our mission as a company, I mean, obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you, you hear a little bit about it. But it's really to simplify your advertising so that you are freed up. So you can spend your time doing the things you love, like building relationships or creating that world-class compelling advertising um, or those ads that are creative. And and so you're freed up to the, the fun things and you're not sucked into the minutiae. Um and the and even just trying to understand the complexity of like how to optimize it. We just want to make sure that's all really simple. Um with that said, Troy, uh closing thoughts and then Steve. So Troy, like if you leave if you can leave the audience with one thing, what um, would you yeah.
0: do? Honestly, if you're if you're not doing remarketing, you really should consider it. It's like You know, you you have a database and to maximize that database is so vitally important. You know, if you've spent whatever kind of money to acquire that, you really want to make it. It's an investment, really, right? So you've invested um, in that database. So now you want to extract as much value out of it as possible. And remarketing is definitely the way to go about it, right? So getting those ads in front of those and being there in a consistent basis you know, otherwise, at the end of the day, you're leaving you're leaving money on the table.
2: You really are. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Troy. And to build on that, you know, I, I, we heard a coach say, you know, in 90 days, if you leverage digital marketing, right, you could literally become a celebrity. And the point is, is that, you know, if you think about your database and, you know, it doesn't matter how many people you got in there. If you create content, you're remarketing to them, you are creating a, sort of like a celebrity like um position with them or, or relationship with them where they will actually know a lot about you and about your business and you'll know very little about them but when when you meet them in a store or, or whatnot they they will feel like they know you and and they do because they've seen all this content and you have that ability to get all of that out and you get to and even better than email and text you get to have you get to create it in a video form and they can actually see you in your tone and if you, you know, you, you can put your, you can really put yourself in there. Right. And so I think don't, don't underestimate the power of what that can mean for your business in 90 days, six months, a year, two years, where every single person that matters to you and into your business, you now matter to them in a significant way. And so I, th- I think that's just the message I want to get across. And we're, we're doing more of that ourselves. I mean, we want to make sure, I mean, even this podcast is a great example. You're listening to us, if you ran it into me at an event, you would, you would feel like you know a bit about me. And you, you do, a little bit. I mean, as you, But you would know a little bit about me and you felt, you felt like you got value from me and you'd be more excited to meet me. And that's exactly what your customers are going to do for you, is that when you do this, they're going to be more excited to meet you and do business with you because of the con- content you created. So, you know, get started if you're not doing it.
1: That's awesome. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you guys both being on on this uh, podcast. And let me know, uh, you can even email me, Jonathan jonathanatstreetext.com. If you like this type of format, uh, if you'd like us to do more of these kinds of sessions, um, let me know. Uh, next week, you'll be hearing another interview style. And uh, with that, have a great day and uh, rock it.
0: Let's go.